Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello, welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, it's another one of my top tips episodes. These are really important, they're really essential, and they're simple tips around different topics that can improve your health, depending on what we're talking about and what we're discussing. We're putting those simple tips into action. You'll improve your health, you'll improve your wellness. And I'll make it seem really, really simple too. And today's episode is no different. Today's episode is all around resistance training or weight training. Some people get confused by what the word actually means. The key thing is we know by lifting weights in any way, shape or form that you're going to be healthier across all aspects of health. But it scares lots of people. It's not like walking or cycling or swimming or other forms of exercise that you may do that are really simple. It's a little bit more complicated. It scares people. When I do conferences, both virtually and when it used to be in person, I'd ask the audience and survey the audience how many people in a room do walking, cycling, running, cardiovascular work. Generally, 70% plus of the room will do those types of exercise. And they deliver lots of benefits and they're really important for your health. But the reason so many people do them is the fact that they're simple to do. There's very few barriers. There's very few questions around that. It's all very straightforward. When I ask the same group how many people lift weights or do resistance training, generally it's 1 in 10, which is a frighteningly low stat. Because we know by not doing that, by not doing weight-bearing movement, you are more likely to age faster. Your physical age and your actual age will be totally different because you'll lose muscle mass. You'll lose the thing that strengthens us as we get older, that protects us, that keeps us safe and well that improves our balance, that keeps us safe from trips and falls and hazards and things that are associated with aging, that help us reduce our body fat levels, our visceral fat levels. Having lean tissue on your body is really important and it's one of the key benefits of resistance training or weight training, yet so few people do it. So the whole idea behind this episode is to make it simple, to make it easy, to persuade you in some respects to lift weights or to do some weight bearing movement. And I just wanna start on that topic, on that point. Lifting weights and weight-bearing movement are exactly the same thing because we are a weight. So my own weight, I'm 87, 88 kilos, depending on the week and depending on the day and the time, but it's there, thereabouts. I'm a weight. So as I walk, that's weight-bearing movements in some respect. But as I do a press-up or a squat, or as I stand more during the day or lift things in the supermarket or just lift things generally, that's all weight-bearing movement. So a squat using my body weight is an 88 kilo squat. A press-up using my body weight is an 80-odd kilo press-up. Uh, a wall squat, a lunge, all very simple body weight exercises is weight-bearing movement. Similarly, if I pick up some dumbbells, I've got some on the bench here behind me, uh, that's weight-bearing exercise. There are different weights, two kilos, three kilos, four kilos, and so on and so forth. So a class or a body pump class, something like that with weights, that's weight-bearing movement too. Or in a gym scenario, if you're in a gym or if you're going to a gym, the machines are weight-bearing exercise. They'll have weight plates on them. You adjust the weight relative to what you want to push. And that's weight-bearing movement too. They're all types of resistance training. 
you can use bands, you can use uh, med balls, you can use Swiss balls, you can use lots of different variations of it. But the key thing is we need to lift more and use weights more, especially as we get older. From our mid-twenties onwards, we begin to lose muscle. And that's a problem. As I said before, it accelerates the aging process. It puts you at a higher risk or trips or falls. That happens from your late twenties onwards. Part of that middle-age spread is that you lose lean tissue or muscle mass and you gain fat mass. And that is one of the aging components that we want to slow down because it puts us at a higher risk of all the health-related indicators. So that's what resistance training is, lifting any weight in any way, shape or form. For example, it's lifting your shopping to the car. That's resistance training. It's standing and you're commuting to work on the train, on the bus. The more we stand, even at your desk as you work, that's weight-bearing movement too because you're holding up the weight. When you sit, the chair does all the work. We have a fantastic episode coming in the next couple of weeks on sitting health with an amazing expert who will tell us all about it and how important sitting is, sitting, sitting properly is. But one of the tools within that is that we stand a little bit more. And by standing more, we are healthier. We've become encased in a bubble of life where things get easier, things do things for us. A really classic old school example of that is remote control for a television. Previously, you would get up off the couch, go to the television. Now we press it on remotes or even on our phones. So it's becoming, or we talk to Google and Google will tell it what to do. We're becoming more and or less and less active from a weight bearing perspective. So more resistance training is really important. So the first thing around it is what exactly it is. We get asked on Instagram all the time and that's it. It's any form of weight. Whether you're lifting it, moving it, pressing it, squatting it, it doesn't really matter. But it's doing some weight-bearing movement. Remember, no matter, what, no matter what age you are, Roseanne Kenny told us that a couple of weeks ago, in terms of aging healthier, we need to lift more things, get more active as we get older, not less active. Age is but a number. But in terms of your actual age and your physical age, we know that those who lift more and those who do more weight-bearing movement will age healthier. And that's a phenomenal a uh, simple way to stay healthy as we get older. So that's the first thing of today's episode. That's what it is. Now you know. You will see different words describing it. Resistance being one, weight-bearing movements, Tabitha workouts. You'll see all the different hit workouts. Uh, you'll see all the different kind of, you know, buzzwords around it. Anything that is involving lifting a weight is resistance training or weight-bearing movement. That's the first really important piece to simplify. If you want to start, let's talk you through it. What are the simple tips you need to start? And the first one is this, it's identifying your goals. And that's really important. That goes across all aspects of life in terms of core values, in terms of your shopping lists for food. Identifying things are really important. And when it comes to weight training or resistance training, it's exactly the same. What are your goals? Do you want to just be healthier generally? Do you want to maximal lift? So be as strong as you could possibly be because they're two very different things. And there are two very different training styles. We'll talk about that in a little while. But by identifying the right goal, you'll find the right type of resistance training to suit you. The key mistake most people make, and they make it all the time, is they'll do too much too soon. A lot of that comes from identifying the wrong goals. For most people listening to the episode, I think your goals will be to be stronger, somewhat stronger, not necessarily a power lifter, but somewhat stronger, to be able to live better and improve your quality of life because you're a little bit stronger to be able to do that. To age better, these are all lovely goals, one maybe to look better on the beach. We're getting, we've had a taste of beach weather over the course of the last couple of weeks. So you might be getting into spring mode in terms of clothes. You're showing off 
your arms, you're showing off your body a little bit more in terms of clothes and the clothes that you're choosing. So one of your goals might be to look a bit leaner, to look a bit more toned, have more shape on your body in terms of definition and sculpt and tone. Again, it's a fantastic goal. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. It's a great goal to have. For some, it might be to lose weight. And resistance training will help you lose weight as well because the more muscle we have in our body, the harder your body has to work to keep it there. So depending on whether you have muscle and fat on your body, the more muscle you have, your body works harder to keep that muscle on it as opposed to when it has fat. And to have that muscle and keep that muscle and gain that muscle, you need to do weight-bearing movements. It's free calorie burn. Think about it. Two people listening to this podcast of the very same weight. If one person has more muscle than the other person, they will burn more calories just sitting there listening to this episode than the person who has more body fat. So it's a free calorie burn over the course of the day. And that's a lovely byproduct of doing some weight training as well. But all those goals are really, they're, they're perfect. And the most important part of all that is your goal is your goal. So my goal and your goal will be totally different, but they're both incredibly valid. The key thing is identifying that goal. If you don't know how to do it, hop onto my Instagram, you'll see it. I have a reel on setting goals. It's uh, You'll see it on the reels section on my Instagram account. It's a 15, 20 second reel clip, but it brings you through the five step process for identifying your goals. Find your goal, create it, and build your resistance or weight training plan around that. And whatever your goal is, find a trainer, find a gym that associates with that goal. And that's important because you need to match that, okay? Creating the, or matching the trainer and the gym and your goal are important. For example, if you just want to be a little bit stronger and you go to a powerlifting gym, chances are they're not particularly in line. Or if you want to be super strong and you go to a trainer like me who doesn't train people for that, again, that's not in line either. So once you have your goal, you go to create the environment to help you achieve that goal. And just make sure they match. Make sure they go hand in hand, because if they don't, that's going to affect you achieving your goal and hitting your goal. And that's never a good thing. Once you have that goal in place and once you're beginning to build that, the next thing is that you build your plan sensibly. So for example, a resistance training program could be 30 minutes a week starting off one session a week. Then as you get stronger, you build it up to two sessions a week. As you get stronger again, you build it to three. And you, you, know, you intertwine the days with some cardiovascular work or some yoga or some Pilates and a rest day obviously too. So off the back of today's podcast, don't go to the local gym and train every single day. So that's not a good thing. Or don't go to my Instagram account or the Operation Transformation website and start into the exercises at full tilt. Ease yourself into it, especially if you haven't exercised before for a long period of time. And on that note, if you haven't, do go chat to your GP and get a clean bill of health. But if you want to do it, do as, as I'm suggesting. Ease into it gradually. Start slow and build up your progress over the course of time. 30 minutes a week of resistance training is fantastic to start with. And it has to be something that you enjoy. Yes, it's a little bit challenging and yes, it's a little bit scary, but it has to be enjoyable too. So don't try and sign up to something that you know you're not going to like. Uh, a drill sergeant boot camp style workout, for example, who screams and shout at, shouts at you personally, wouldn't be my cup of tea. I don't like being told what to do. So that wouldn't go down well with myself. I wouldn't choose a type of class. I prefer a more encouraging instructor who would encourage me to be better and to be stronger and all of those things. So make sure they match. Make sure that within the training plan or whatever you're building, that it works on a lifestyle perspective. So if you can only manage half an hour a week, brilliant. Fit it into your diary. Once that works, it's really, really important. Don't try and do the January quick fix concept because that just doesn't really work in the long term. And we know that. So you want to start resistance training. Now you know what it is. 
you want to identify your goal and you've done that. You're starting to build a network around your goal in terms of how you're going to achieve it, either by a gym or a trainer or a website or a class or whatever it may be. Then you build it into your life and ensure that you have enough rest, you have enough cardiovascular training and you have enough um, just time to recover. Because it is really important that there are different aspects of health, that they're mixed in over the course of the week. So your cardiovascular, walking, cycling, running, surfing, uh, your resistance training, your rest, your sleep, that on a wellness perspective, that we look at all those different aspects. Then I wanted to get in some jargon, some words that you may read or that may see which confuse you about resistance training, and I'll explain what they are. First one is reps or repetitions. So we see it on Instagram all the time. People ask, oh, what's, you know, what does that mean? Okay, very simple. Repetition is the amount of times you do that exercise. So say, for example, we do a squat. And I say to you, we want you to do 15 reps. You do the squat 15 times. That's it. It's no scarier word than that. Just tells you how many of the exercise you're doing. Easy. Reps will vary depending on, you know, what, what the level of fitness that, you're, you, that you have, the weight potential that you're lifting and the goal that you're attaining in terms of the exercise itself. Uh, most trainers generally, when you're starting off, will keep the reps reasonably high, 12 to 15 reps, depending on what you're trying to do. Sometimes they may go lower in terms of the reps, maybe eight, maybe six, sometimes four, sometimes two for maximal strength work. It kind of depends on the training program that's provided, but normally you're looking at 12 to 15 reps there or thereabouts. There is another version of that workout, which is a timed workout, which with, with is the amount that you can do in a certain period of time. So it might be 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And the repetitions are the amount you can do within 30 or 60 seconds. So that's reps. That's all it is. Not too scary. How many times can you do the exercise? Next up is sets. So very simple. If you're doing 15 repetitions of an exercise and the trainer or, or the plan you're following says three sets. So you have to do that three times. And sometimes there can be a break in between. Sometimes you go on to the next exercise. It depends on the exercise that you're doing. Whether it is 15, take a break, 15, take a break, and 15, take a break for three sets. Or if it is 15 of one exercise and another exercise, and you have a circuit, and you come back to the first exercise again. So it kind of just depends on the plan that you're working on and the plan that you're doing. But that's all the sets, the quantity of sets are, is exactly that. Hope that makes sense so far. Um, supersets is another one you will see, generally two exercises back to back, or sometimes it can be a little bit more. And they're exercises that work really, really well together. Uh, in a set. So again, simple to do, simple to follow, but it's just three, two or three exercises or more combined in one set. Maximum reps is another thing you will see. That is the maximum effort you can put in for a one rep squat or one rep deadlift or a bench press or something like that. Depends on the style of training that you're going for. Most people listening into the podcast won't be doing max repetitions, so I'm not going to worry too much about it. As ever, you're listening into The Real Health Show with Carl Henry in association with Leia Healthcare. This is a simple top tips app built around resistance training or weight training and telling you how to do it. Next up, if you are starting, we've worked you through all those little processes so far. And next up is around tracking your progress. So measure some aspect of it. And that's really, really important to do. So it could be your weight, if weight loss is one of your targets. And again, go back to the podcast library. We've done an episode around measurements and why they're important. But for resistance training, measurement is really crucial because you want to see benefits from the exercise that you're doing. You want to see how your body is adapting to the routines that you're doing. So you're only going to find that out if you measure something. So from a weight loss perspective, check your weight. Obviously, your muscle and your body fat, you know that. Inches is another really good one, especially with resistance training. As you tone up and shape up and get more definition across your body, well, you can measure uh, with a tape measure. Very simple. Take a tape measure, place it on your arm or wherever you're measuring. 
And on a regular basis, you want to go back and measure generally once every for an inch measure, once every two weeks or so is perfect. On a weight perspective, once each week, same time, same day is really, really important too. By tracking your progress, you should, you should see change, improvements. And if you don't, you need to look at the plan that you're doing and ensure that it's working for you and make some changes to ensure you're getting the results that you want. By tracking your progress, you see improvements, you see change, and that's the really, really important thing to do. So many people don't. By tracking it, you're going to know if it's working or not. Other byproducts, and you can measure them if you want, might be energy. You're going to feel good. You're going to have more energy from resistance training. It's a fantastic stress buster. And in terms of energy levels, you massively, uh, you'll see a huge difference from that. Sleep is another one that's really, really important too. You're going to see great sleep improvements because your body's more tired. You've dealt with stress better. In terms of appetite, you may see slight changes in your appetite. You may have an increased appetite, but again, just see how you go and see how the body adapts to the training that you're doing. The key thing is we don't want you too sore. Sometimes when you start resistance training, you'll be very sore for two, three days after the workout in terms of DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. Not great. So ease into it slowly. By doing really scary boot camp stuff, you risk injury, but also you risk being very, very sore, which doesn't really work on a, a lifelong perspective because it becomes a negative association. I do squats. I can't walk for three or four days. Mm, not great. So do less squats at the beginning and recover over the course of time as you feel strong enough to do it and as you feel that you know the body's recovering because one of the aspects of fitness that we haven't talked about actually is that it's the ability to recover because as you get stronger you will recover quicker you won't get the same level of soreness so if after the first session you find you're particularly sore as you get fitter and stronger and do more that that reduces over the course of time and the more you do it the easier it's going to get one thing that can happen and this is the next tip around not just resistance training, but any types of training is the plateau effect. So the, re the results begin to plateau. So rapid change over the course of weeks one to four, and the body plateaus in terms of the change effect that you're seeing. And that's not, you know, it's demotivating. It's hard from a mental health perspective because you're not seeing the improvements that you want. So what I'm going to say there is, here's some simple ways to get around that. And one is to change your routine. So if you're a gym member, ask for your program to be changed every four to six weeks. Because your body is an amazing machine. It adapts to the, the, the environment that it's placed in. So if it knows it has to do X amount of squats and lunges and whatever else it may be. Well, the issue there is the fact it gets used to that. So be a gym member, be a customer, ask for the routine to get changed. So you can change it by increasing the weight if the exercise stays the same. So by applying a little bit more weight, you can change the reps, the sets, you can change the exercise, the routine, the type of exercise that you do. There's loads of changes that you can make. The really important one in terms of weight is that you should adjust the weight relative to the last two reps of each set that you do. So if you're doing 15 reps of that exercise, you should be struggling on rep number kind of 13, 14, 15. If you're struggling far too early in the set, let's say five, six, seven, chances are the weight is too heavy. It should be manageable but challenging. And then over the course of the last two or three reps, that's when it begins to get harder. And it, that, that's that sweet spot that you're looking for. Because don't forget, we're looking for our muscles to slightly adapt. So the muscles tear slightly with resistance training. They knit back together from being quite soft and loose to being firmer and tighter. And that's what we're looking to do. So you have to force the body a little bit, nicely, to change as you, you get fitter and as you get stronger. So every four to six weeks, you're pretty much looking for that change in a program, change in a routine, or if you're training yourself, remember, you can change things like your weight, your reps, sets, exercise, 
the structure of the routine, the type of routine, whether it's reps, whether it's uh, timed intervals or timed movements, stuff like that. Every little bit of change that you make can make a really big difference to your health. So change it up as much as you possibly can. And the final tip, I suppose, really is around it's around what happens when you don't see the, the, the progress that you're looking for or the changes that you're looking for. Well, the key thing there is about setting aside some time. It's sitting down with a pen and paper and actually analyzing what it is you're doing, whether it's with a trainer, whether it's at a gym, whether it's following a website or an app, or you're just doing your own thing. Well, write it down and look at it. Because chances are we start to do things, we kind of forget what we're doing. It's like a food diary, why a food diary is so important. Because by tracking it, you see it. You catch the things that you forget you've had. If you have a very busy schedule, like myself and all the team here on the podcast, I'm sure if I asked you what you had for breakfast yesterday, you'd struggle to remember. Because we're really busy and we tend to forget stuff. Well, actually, if you write it down, it's there. It's tangible. You can see it. You can track it. And resistance exercise is no different. So track it. Get a diary. Write down your movement. Write down the stuff that you're doing. And it, and then reflect upon that. And if you're not seeing the changes that you're looking for, well, then look back in your diary. Look back in your chart. What are you doing? And if it's not working for you, well, then it's time to change it up. And that's where you can get advice from a PT, from a gym. And applying that change is really important. The key idea behind this episode, though, really, was to take the, the fear factor out of resistance or weight-bearing exercise. It is so beneficial. The question I get asked most on Instagram is, what is the best exercise to do? There's no one answer, but actually there is, which is resistance exercise, if you could pick just one. Ideally, it's mixed from resistance and cardio and some, you know, some Pilates or yoga and some flexibility work. But actually, if you're picking half an hour of one a week, it is resistance training. It will deliver more benefits than any other type of training. It is more beneficial than any other type of training. It'll help you age healthier than any other type of training. In terms of wellness, and my, my, my key goal with both the podcast and the work that I do now is to improve people's wellness. Well, that's what we're looking to do. Resistance training will do that more than any other type of exercise. It is so beneficial. And it is not as scary as you may think. If you're looking for places to go to start, obviously you can pay your way with a PT or a gym if you want. The Operation Transformation uh, website is there. It's all year round. I'm not just plugging it because I'm involved in it, but the fact that it's just there and it's a free daily uh, thing to use, it's handy. My own Instagram, you will see we have loads of reels with exercises on it too. You can try some of those. Uh, Healthy Ireland will also have some, have some exercise routines up there that you can try as well. But it can be as basic as squat, lunge, press up, straight arm plank or a plank, ski squat against the wall. They're fantastic resistance exercises that are really simple to do. It does not have to be scary. My one goal for you off the back of this episode is just try it. If you do nothing else, try it. We know our podcast has a big reach, 35 to 37,000 listens per week at the moment. Try those exercises and see what happens. See how you feel, see how your body feels tighter, stronger, you're more motivated, you're more confident, and you feel better in your skin from doing simple exercise routines. Do not run from it, do not be afraid. Give it a go between this episode and the next. And you can let us know how you get on if you want. It's at CarlHenryPT on Twitter and on Instagram, or it's realhealthandindependent.ie. That is it for another episode of Real Health, another top tips, another simple episode to improve your wellness and improve your health. You can do it. Just take on some of those resistance exercises this week and watch what happens over the course of the next seven days between this episode and the next. Have a wonderful week. Give them a go. Take the sips into account and see what happens. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. For me, it's Sloan Gafal. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.